I have a, a heading that I want to just highlight to you today. I think it's been up there already. Step in, step up, step out, step beyond. So I, I, every time I read that, I just, all week I've been doing that in, at home. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, anyway, but uh, one step, yes. Yeah. But um, I just really felt God laid this, this phrase what I'm going to do is something a little bit different today than perhaps we might, might do. Rather than taking just a, a Bible text and unpacking it, um, I, I, I just want to bring some, some reflections to you. We're certainly going to be reading from the Scripture as well, bringing that to you. But just feel beginning of a new term, stepping out, going again, just felt like a right moment to, to share some things. And particularly, I think we felt God... Uh, laid on our heart, my heart really, to just bring to your attention again two prophetic words that were given to us uh, in the last, uh, however, what are we, nine months now, aren't we, in the middle through the ninth month. Um, if, you, if prophecy is new to you, we were talking about it even in the Bible verses we were reading just now, but that we believe this is the word of God, this is the inerrant and infallible word of God. But we also believe that in this word of God, God speaks and says, I'm going to speak, I'm going to send men and women with gifts to you that will speak, that will highlight, will underline things that are already in my words. And one of those is the gift of, of prophecy. Now we always weigh that. It isn't the Bible, but it's the word of God that we weigh against his words and we weigh with our own spirits. Uh, and we know that God speaks to us today. It's not just a distant, far-off thing. He speaks to us today. And so there were two particular prophetic words that have just stood out to us that I just want to remind us of. And then I want to read a scripture as well. Mike Groves, actually at the beginning of last, at the end of last year, in one of our Sunday morning prayer meetings, just before they went off to Australia, but it was very much a word for this coming year. He said, I was praying. I got a very clear picture of two fields side by side. They're literally square with hedgerows right around them. Each field there is a gate and the gates are wide open. And I had this sense that God was saying, Apex, I love you so much. I've got so much more for you that you've not yet seen before. And there's one gate you can go through into one field and that's the field we might call usualness. It's a field of, we've done this before, it's a field of, a, in a sense of, let's do that again. There's nothing wrong with that field, it's a really good field. God wants to bless us if we go through that one. But there is another one which holds even greater blessing. This field can be found next to the other one. There's such a sense of the Spirit of God in this field which is drawing us in. We don't know what we're letting ourselves in for. And through the 40 days of prayer, which of course we went into uh, in January at the beginning of this year, God is going to give us new things, going to give us new hope, going to give, give us fresh souls. He's going to give us more and more healings that we long to see. This is a field that you can see all these things that God wants to give us, but it's through repentance. There is a fruit from repentance which God absolutely delights in and he wants us to move into this field. But it will be that as his people we humble ourselves, bend our knee and as we pray and as we seek your face, Lord, through repentance, Lord, you're going to bring us into this sense of something that is wonderful and fresh, new and exciting. Lord, we thank you that your promises for this church are good and sound and true. And then, uh, a bit later on into the year, uh, actually in June, uh, Ashley was speaking on some of these gifts that God has given us, and he was speaking on the gift of prophecy, and uh, he felt, he thought, if, if, I, uh, if I'm going to speak on this, I really ought to just see if the Lord will give me something, lay something on my heart. And he, uh, we felt God gave Ashley, again, a, quite a specific word for this season. He said, I have a picture of a boat that has been fully prepared for a voyage, all expenses paid voyage. The boat is in the dock, all provisions are on board, the ramp is down and boarding is open. Then I see a picture of the boat leaving the harbour and on the docks are people with luggage beside them watching the boat leave. 
And I felt God is saying, I have prepared you, Apex, for a voyage, a journey from where you are to places you've not yet been, places of beauty and adventure, places you've heard about, but now I want to show you. There will be storms that I will need to navigate you through. At times, the tossing of the waves will make you feel very uneasy, but I will bring you safely through. But I have this to say to you, you are half ready. You've received the message gladly, but now is the time to get on board. Half ready is not ready at all. I've prepared everything for you. Don't let the things of this world distract you from getting on board the boat. Everything is ready. Boarding is now open. We might even say the gates are open. As I was praying into this and really seeking the Lord's face about just highlighting some things and bringing to you, I felt the Lord so clearly lay on my heart a scripture that I have spoken uh, in this once or twice maybe in the seven years um, that I've been here. But I felt, and I thought, Lord, should I do it again? But I felt the Lord say, no, bring this scripture. Deuteronomy chapter 1. Moses spoke to all Israel in the wilderness east of the Jordan and said, verse 6, The Lord our God said to us at Horeb, You have stayed long enough at this mountain. Break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites. Go into all the neighbouring peoples in the Arabah and the mountains, the western foothills in the Negev along the coast, to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon as far as the great river, the Euphrates. See, I have given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land that the Lord swore he would give to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob and to their descendants after them. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are a God who speaks. We thank you that you're a God who calls. We thank you that you're a God who came, that you modelled and demonstrated. You came across the universe. You came and you made your tent in the refugee camp of humanity. You came and you called. And you called us and you are still calling today. We thank you, Lord, that we've heard your call. We pray again today, would you give us ears to hear that call? Lord, and would you give us hearts and feet and hands that are willing to respond in the day of your power? So, Lord, we we just give you these moments now in Jesus' precious name. Amen. There is a gift There is a promise, there is an invitation to set out on a journey, on a voyage from where we currently are to places that we have not yet been. Places of beauty, places of adventure, places that we've heard about, but now I want to show you. Places into the field of so much more. The land that I promised from the beginning that I would give you. The question is, will I, will you enter in? Will we get on board? And perhaps the other question is, what might stop us? You see, this is not just for the people of Israel. This was the charge, the commission of God from, for all creation. From the very, very beginning. For each and every one of us. Genesis 1, 27. So God created mankind in his image. In the image of God he created them. Male and female he created them. God blessed them and said, be fruitful. Be fruitful and increase. That's the word that is over all the people of God. All of creation. Be fruitful and increase. And fill. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky and every living creature that moves on the ground. Adam and Eve, go. Abraham, go. Isaac, go. Go. My people Israel, I've given you the land. Go and take possession of it. 
good people of Apex. There is ground to be taken. There are fields to be walked into. There are journeys of exploration and discovery to go on. There's a continuous call that echoes from Genesis chapter 1 onwards. Step in. Step up. Step out. Step beyond. There's a gift. There's a promise. There's an invitation but there's also a response required. It's very dramatic with the thunder in the background, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you, Lords. You know what you're doing. <laughs> there's a response that's required. Steps that have to be taken. Things that have to be taken hold of. When we looked at Mike's prophetic word, and we did, we, we dug into it a few months ago, we highlighted that this stepping out involves repentance. We said, didn't we, it means turning away from disobedience on what the world holds out to us. Uh, sorry, turning away from dependence, we'll get to disobedience in a second, turning away from dependence on what the world holds out to us as good and fulfilling. But we turn from that. That's what repentance means. The world will offer us many things, but we can become dependent. But we have a creator and a maker and a sustainer who is the one who we depend on. So we turn. Acknowledging also, though, attitudes of heart. It begins with the preacher, and it begins for each one of us. Before we point any finger, we always rem remember three fingers are pointing back. Acknowledging attitudes of the heart. Maybe even for some, acknowledging disobedience. That I've deliberately chosen to ignore the voice of God. Even to walk away from the purposes and plans that he held out for me, but I've disobeyed. But in his grace and his mercy, we've already heard, I'm invited to repent and turn and walk his way, to enter into the purposes that he has for me and for you. The encouragement of God is, as we humble ourselves, as we bend the knee, as we pray, as we seek the face of the Lord through repentance, he brings us into a place of his blessing. Not, right, you need to spend the next six years doing well. Okay. Once you've done well for a while, then I'll bless you. No, there is an instantaneous blessing of God because that's his grace and mercy. That as we turn, his heart is to bless. As we seek the face of the Lord, he brings us into a place of blessing. We heard it, a place that is fresh and new. We might even say exciting. But, but, breaking camp and advancing is challenging. It's unsettling. It's disruptive. Walking into new fields, setting out on a journey with an unknown destination, that's unnerving. I know Mike and Jill are just about to have uh, a little cruise, but I, I, wonder, I wonder, no, it's good, you guys deserve it, but you know where you're going. <laughs> you know where you're going. But if you didn't, he's like, well, where are we going? Where are we going? That's unnerving. And they certainly don't want to be left on the dock. You're ahead of me in the sermon. It's all right. <laughs> but breaking camp. You know, we just, we just got here. We just settled a bit. We, we know where to find the firewood. We know, we know how to sort things out. And no, break camp, advance. Well, hang on. That's, a, that's unsettling, isn't it? It's challenging. It's disruptive. It's unnerving requires faith. Faith in the captain, in the expedition leader. But brothers and sisters, in the words of 1 Thessalonians 5, the one who has called us is faithful and he will do it. Can we say that phrase together? He will do it. He, he will do it. And now let's say it if we believe it. He, he will do it. The one who's called us is faithful. He will do it. Question, will we move with him? Will we move with him? This call to step in, to step up, to step out, step beyond, it's at the very heart of God. 
pastor that I worked with alongside for some years, uh, he had many phrases that he used to use, but one of them was this. He used to say to us, in the kingdom of God, change is here to stay. <laughs> in the kingdom of God. The thing is, he used to say it so much, we almost got, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> but it's true. In the kingdom of God, change is here to stay. It's funny, isn't it, how God just reminds you of things. I was recently reminded of actually the first sermon that I preached after we had officially moved January, almost seven years ago, January 2017. Now, you all remember that sermon really well. Not. <laughs> but I, I just was reminded, but I spoke about the kingdom of God not being a static thing. That there is always movement always momentum, it's, it's always going, it's always growing. That's the kingdom of God. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14, for the earth will be filled. That's the declaration of God's word. The earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. But by its very nature, <laughs> it's challenging. It's unsettling. It disturbs our comfortable pace. Look at the three years that Jesus had with the disciples. Every time they stopped for a bit, it wasn't long before Jesus was saying, come on boys, up we get. But, 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 but Lord, um, they, this is a good town. Can't we just settle for a bit? Let's just camp here. In fact, they did say that to him at one point. This is a good place here. Let's just make a camp here. No. No, says Jesus, it's time to move. What does he say? There are more villages. There are more towns that need to hear the message of the kingdom. There are more nations. There are 2,000 plus people groups who've never heard the gospel in their own language. I must go, says Jesus. Come with me. I must go. Come with me. It's always change. Going, growing in the kingdom of God. But that can create resistance within me. Resistance within each one of us. Of course, even in our own name, as a family of churches that we belong to, we are part of regions beyond. Regions beyond. It comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 15, where the Apostle Paul says, Our hope is that as your faith continues to grow, our sphere of activity among you will greatly expand. <coughs> Excuse me. So that we can preach the gospel in the regions beyond you. Paul's ministry was full of constant moment, uh, momentum and movement. I was often struck by those disciples with Jesus. Lord, it's, it's, good, it's good here. Let's, let's make a camp here. And he says, it's the, it's the apostolic mandate. We're going to unpack what does that word mean. If you, if you don't understand it, we're going to unpack that in the next few weeks in different ways. But there's this apostolic mandate. I must go. I must keep moving. There are towns, there are villages, there are nations... In Daniel, you get the picture of that rock, don't you? The little tiny rock. What happens to it? It grows. And it grows. And it grows. And it grows. And it becomes a mountain that fills the whole earth. That is the kingdom of God. So, we're here with you for a season. Oh, Paul, don't go. In fact, Paul is there. Is it the Ephesians elder? One of the group of elders. He's on the beach side. I've come off script now. But he's on, the, he's on the beach side there with them. And they're in tears. But he must go. He's go. He must go to the next town, the next village. He must travel across Europe. He must go. So that our sphere of activity among you would greatly expand so that we can preach the gospel in regions beyond you. There's a momentum, there's, there's a giving away, there's a moving on. Paul's ministry was like that. I recently heard uh, Steve Oliver, who's very much a father in our family of churches. Some of you will know Steve well. I'm hoping that we might actually have a video sermon from him in a few weeks' time. We'll, we'll see. But I heard him say, just recently, I was in a meeting, and he said this, currently, across regions beyond, there are at least 25, I think it may be more, 25 different couples, some of those with families, and individuals who are open to move into what God has next. 
right now. He said, there are people who are ready to move, families, couples, individuals, from nations to nations, from town to town. He said, and, and I heard him say that. They've heard the call. Stayed long enough. It's not that it's been bad, but no, they've stayed on this mountain. Now the call has come. It's time to move. There's more cities. There's more towns. There is an inheritance to be taken hold of. Amen. There's an inheritance to be taken hold of, to be entered into. It's time to break camp and advance. This is what it means to be an apostolic people. As I say, we're going to look at that as a whole family of churches all around the world. We're going to take the month of October and dig in to what does it mean to be this regions beyond people? What does it mean to be an apostolic people? There's going to be uh, some uh, sermons that are going to help to shape our, our preaching. We're going to share some stories. That we hope there'll be some videos to show. There's also going to be some worldwide prayer meetings, four worldwide prayer meetings all over the world. People are going to come together in prayer meetings. We'll share the dates with that. There's also going to be a worldwide offering. Now, we've done this many times over the years, at least once a year. And at the end of October... Uh, we will share more about this in the next few weeks, but probably two, the last two weeks in October, we'll come together and we'll, we'll join with many, many others from around the world. But right now, as I'm sharing with you and you're hearing what I've said so far, I want to ask you a question right now. I want to dare you <laughs> in God to say, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? What's going on in me right now? <laughs> Combined with the thunder and the rain. But Holy Spirit, what are you saying? What are you doing? I'm feeling stirred. I'm feeling provoked. I'm... Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? I was particularly struck by the picture that Ashley had of the boat leaving the harbour and that there were people standing on the dockside with luggage beside them, watching the boat leave. Did you see that? I actually felt the Lord show me very clearly two interpretations or applications of that part of the word. Firstly, perhaps the more obvious that we might, some of us would think, yeah, I think I, the obvious. There can be an unwillingness in us to leave behind the old ways, can't there? How many of you have got a comfy jumper or ten in the cupboard that you don't want to throw? Yeah, I can see the smiling faces. You know, there are, it's comfy. You know, a day like today, I want to go and get my comfy jumper. There can be a, a, an unwillingness to leave behind old ways. Dare I say the, the normal or the usual ways. A lack of willingness to take the steps that need to be taken. Steps of faith into the other field, into the supernatural purposes of God. Moving from what might be considered, might be considered, the safety of the harbour side out onto that voyage. I want to say as an aside, it's not in my notes, do you know I think the safest place is to be right in the heart of God right in his hand, and if his God is in that boat, I want to be in the boat. I don't want to be left on the harbour side. But sometimes you can look and say, oh, that's a challenging field. That's a challenging town you're taking me to, Lord. That's a challenging nation that you're sending me to. But to be in the purposes of God, but that's hard to leave the safety of the harbour side out onto the voyage, a journey from where we currently are to places we've not yet been. What if we're not ready? Or not willing? Or both? I don't want the change. I don't want the disruption. How's it going to work? How's this going to work? How's the finances? How... And we finish up standing with that baggage as the ship sails. But then secondly, 
And this was, I felt quite surprised and I shared it with Ashley because it's not the most obvious, but I felt God show me something so clearly. Some of us, that luggage is not necessarily baggage that needs to be brought to the foot of the cross. There is baggage that needs to be brought to the foot of the cross and left there, not picked up again and walked on with. But actually, I felt the Lord show me that that luggage, in that luggage there are gifts. There are resources. There are supplies that we have been given by God. Gifts and resources and supplies we've been blessed with. But we don't or can't or won't release them. We won't allow them to be used in kingdom purposes. And the ship is sailing. And as a result, not only do we miss out on the glorious kingdom adventure, uh, we don't enter into the field of the so much more, but more than that, we miss out on the opportunity to bless, to build, to strengthen with the gifts and the resources that the Lord has given us, others that he's called us to go with. That's why we need each other. That's why we need the resources that God has given us. Because we can hold on to them for the rainy day. Or we can hold on to them just in case. But the ship is sailing. And so I just saw those two interpretation of those two forms of luggage. There is that baggage. Am I prepared to let go of it and leave it at the cross? But there's also gifts and resources that I've been given. Am I willing to use what God has placed in my hand? Sometimes, you know, I'm looking to the Lord for more, but the thing is the Lord will say, are you prepared to use what I've already given you? He's not going to give us more. The mystery of the kingdom is it's more blessed to give than receive. But you know what happens? We miss that phrase. We don't hear it. It's more blessed... God will bless as we give, whatever the area, as we give, he, comes, he gives back so much more than we could ever ask or imagine. Now, of course, for a whole generation in the Old Testament, they died under the judgment of God, outside of the promised land, never able to enter in because of the fear of the giants and the, the high-walled cities, not trusting in the promises of God. Thank God, as we heard just now, we're living in a day of grace. We're living in the New Testament. We've already been welcomed in because of the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that has been shed for us. But brothers and sisters, I want to say this. We have not been saved to sit on our blessed assurance. We have not been saved to sit on our blessed assurance. We are not saved by works. Yes, I know that. Quote it to me. Not saved by works. We are saved by the undeserved, unearned grace of God. But there is a response to the grace. James 2, faith itself, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. Some challenging words, isn't it? Faith by itself is not accompanied by, if not accompanied by action, is dead. There's an invitation for us to enter in to the so much more. There's ground to be taken, promises to be taken hold of, lives to be blessed and saved. What is our response? Got a little bit more I want to bring to you, but I just really feel right now. Let's just stop. Let's pray again. Reflect. Holy Spirit. I'm being stirred. I'm being challenged. It's going to mean different things to different ones of us. So I'll bring some application in just a moment. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Just pray for a release from fear right now. Fear of change. What would people say if they knew what's in my heart to do? My desire. Fear. 
fear of change. Maybe you recognise that you've been looking for peace, satisfaction in things of the world. You've lent upon those things and not upon the Lord. Your security has been in the wrong place. Maybe you're holding on to the past. Long distant past or even recent past. I don't want that to change. I don't want to let go of that. It makes me comfortable, it makes me secure. It's just a sense the Holy Spirit's working right now. Things to be left at the cross. There's things to come to the foot of the cross and say, Lord, I'll put it down here. I'm not going to let this have control over me any longer. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to lay it before you. Maybe for some of you, it's, it's the thought of the unwanted disruption. My, my peace or my program or my, my style, my, my agenda, my diary is going to get disrupted. It's going to get disrupted. But I can hear the echo coming down from Genesis all the way. I can hear it rolling. Break camp. Break camp. Take possession. Take possession. Take hold of the promise. Take hold of my word. Take hold of the land. Oh, Holy Spirit, help us. Lord, help us. I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to do a work of release in this church in these days. A release in our lives. It's a big subject, the subject of release. There's many areas where we can be bound, we can be locked up. But the cry goes up. It's time to break camp and advance. There's fields of so much more to be entered in. There's a kingdom voyages to be taken. Are you ready? Will you come? just want to return to that image of the people on the quayside surrounded by the luggage and the sense that there are gifts and talents and resources that are lying dormant, unused. And the phrase that I was reminded of from, again, from that pastor that I used to work with, I said he had many phrases, but one of the phrases he used to talk about was releasing kingdom resources to advance. Releasing kingdom resources to advance. And I believe this is part of the work that God wants to do, the Holy Spirit wants to do, a releasing of gifts, of talents, of releasing of resources of men and women, release of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, release of finance, a release to step in, <coughs> to step into the purposes of God, to step up and step out, out of the shadows, to be counted to put your head above the parapet, to initiate and to participate. But that requires a response. I just want to read that again. A release of gifts and talents and resources. Resources of men and women. Release of the gifts of the Spirit. Release of finance. To step into the purposes of God. To step up and step out. Out of the shadows to be counted, to put your head above the parapet, to initiate and to participate. I don't know about you, but I've known this historically in my life and I'm getting better, but I've also pastorally had conversations over the years. One of the things we often do is wait to be asked. We wait to be asked. We wait for someone to ask us or even for someone to notice us. But you know what I've had to learn? And sometimes you have to learn it the hard way. You might wait forever. <laughs> you might, nobody may ask you. Doesn't mean they don't want you, they just might not ask you. They might not notice you, or maybe they have, but they're waiting for you to respond. You know, we can even use the excuse that I haven't been asked to mask 
an unwillingness in us or an inaction in us. Oh, well, I haven't been asked, so I won't. Forgive me if I'm pressing buttons, but I think the Lord's asked me to do it. Oh, they haven't noticed me, so I won't get involved. I won't initiate, I won't participate. Even worse, I'm going to mumble and grutter and, and, and tell other people because <laughs> I've been passed over. That same pastor said to me some years ago, I knew that I'd been called into leadership, I knew I had a calling in my life, but I, from my perspective, was being passed over. I wasn't being looked at. In fact, I got told at one point, no, we don't think you are that. And somebody said something very profound to me. Do you believe God has called you? Yes, you do. Well, go and be what he's called you to be, and others will soon recognise it. They'll soon put a hand of blessing on it. They'll soon call you in. These are big things, aren't they? Brothers and sisters, please hear the invitation today from the Lord as his mouthpiece through me, representing eldership, if you like, here, to step in, to step up, to bless and build and strengthen and encourage, even to step beyond. Step beyond. Beyond the comfort zone beyond the normal, beyond the usual, into the field where, did you hear that phrase? We don't even know what we're letting ourselves in for. But a field of hope, new hope, a field of life in the spirit, of signs and wonders, and most of all, of salvation for those who don't yet know our glorious Lords. Speaking of the release of men and women, which is one of the things I said, I, I believe there's going to be many more opportunities in the days to come. Some of you are getting older, others need to step up and step in. Some of you, God is calling you to other things, others need to step up and step in. And we'll, I think we're going to see that more and more in these next days and weeks and months. But right now I want to just highlight one area of stepping up and stepping in someone, or if you like, a family prepared to put their head above the parapet, uh, prepared to, to step up. Over the last few years, Ashley and Hannah and I and Jackie and I have met together with Simon and Hannah Jones. We've met with them on quite a few different occasions. We've had times together just building, strengthening, encouraging each other, just like you do in the different groups that uh, you are part of. But we've also prayed for the life of the church. We've talked about ways to strengthen and build and encourage the wider body. And it's a learning and a growing thing, of course. But alongside that, I've also had encouraging conversations and exploring conversations with Simon and just a little bit with Hannah on the subject of eldership. I personally want to say this. I have high regard for Simon and Hannah. Now, I just would say right now, Simon's away because he's serving the Lord, okay? Not because I'm going to talk about him right now. He didn't run away. Um, it's just how the diary worked out, but he's serving and we, we'll, we pray into that. But I have high regards for Simon and Hannah. They carry a wisdom and an insight about life that is combined with a compassion, a deep compassion, a compassion for marginalised, which is special, and it's combined also, though, with a heart for young people. It's combined, as you saw this morning, as Hannah led us, with a heart for worship. All of those things make them a real gift from God to us as a church. Can I get an amen? We thank God for them. And so, quite simply, I believe it's right at this moment, as she and I feel very much, to commend Simon to be formally recognised as an elder in the church here. A role and a function that he is willing to do in close partnership with Hannah. As I say, he knew we were doing this uh, and he was like, I, I ought to be there, but uh, he's away this weekend. I'm away, preaching away in another place next weekend. And we thought, we, we, we just thought, no, this is the time. Let's, we need to keep moving. Let's not wait. So he's not here because he's run away. <laughs> he's serving and getting ready for teaching many young people about sailing, but also about the Lord, bringing them to Christ and discipling them. So that, that in itself is a significant part that we want to be able to give away gifts and we want to be able to not just be here, we want to be blessing where we are. Now I'm aware that for some of you, 
the, the function and the role of elders in the local church will be a very familiar thing to you. You'll have a clear understanding. For others, it will be quite new, and you may or may not be used to that process. So Ashley, is, next Sunday, is going to pick up more widely on the subject of, of leadership uh, and, uh, and dig in to the subject of eldership as, as well. But simply, right now, uh, we believe that it's something that's very clearly outlined in the New Testament. Uh, it's listed as a significant role of leadership in the early church. You can read about it in Acts and Timothy and Titus, uh, and you can read about that uh, and, the, and the role and the function. Now, although as existing elders, we believe God has really clearly spoken to us uh, about Simon and Hannah, uh, in a matter such as this, we would always want to hear and have the mind and the heart of the whole body, the whole body, so that as far as we're able, we seek to move forward together in the purposes of God. So I want to ask you to do a number of things over the next few weeks. Firstly, to pray. Pray as individuals. Many of you will already know Simon and Hannah well, but pray. On your own, pray before the Lord, seek the Lord, look to the Lord for confirmation, look, look to him for your own peace of mind. But then secondly, of course, please pray uh, for Simon, for Hannah, for Faith and for Miles as they step in, as they step up, as they step out. Pray for their protection. Pray for the peace of God upon them. It's a big thing. Uh, pray for their encouragement. Thirdly, would you pray for us as elders as we continue to serve and lead the church here, that we would continue to know God's wisdom, his strength and his direction. And fourthly, we want to invite you to talk. Okay? Talk to each other. Don't gossip. Don't be negative. Be faith-filled. But do talk. Indeed, pray together about this important step. Talk to Simon and Hannah. Ask them how they feel about it. Encourage them. Bless them. And then lastly, feel free to talk to Ashley and myself if you want to write or phone, whatever way. I believe we are quite accessible and available. We want to hear what you say. I believe that this is very much of God. I believe many of you will feel the same. You won't be surprised by this. But we don't want to assume that silence is positive, okay? So if you feel encouraged, if you feel positive, then it's good to know. So let us know. Let them know. Let us know. God willing, in a, in a few weeks' time, we will lay hands on Simon. We'll pray for the, Hannah and, and them all as a family. Um, as, in line with how it says in the New Testament um, as he takes on that role of elder here in Apex. And we're going to firm up the date soon because we just need to confirm we, we'd love some others from our churches that we relate to over on the mainland, particularly from the south of England. There's numbers who'd like to come and be here with us on that day. So we'll let you know about that as soon as possible. But as I'm on a roll and as I've got a couple of minutes left... Another significant area of releasing kingdom resources for advance, of course, is in the area of finance. Now, I recognise it's a challenge uh, in our current day and stage. But again, it's an area of blessing and it's an area of joy as we see the kingdom of God advancing. Lives being saved. People and ministries both here and abroad being blessed, strengthened and encouraged now, I've already mentioned that we're going to take up a special offering at the end of October for the worldwide work in regions beyond, and we'll give some detail about that. But this time of year is always a good moment to review. It's to review our daily, our weekly, our monthly giving, so that we might see a release of kingdom finance. So let me just pick up that phrase. There's a stepping in. Now you might say sometimes, oh, I forget to give, I just give what's in my pocket, and these days I don't really carry cash. Maybe you say, I'm not yet a giver, I just want to invite you to start. Start with wherever the Lord lays on your heart. There is a good old dab box now at the back, you can dab, there's a cash box you can put in cash. If you want help with either of those things, please ask. But if you haven't yet started, I encourage you, it's a place of blessing. Is it, is it contained in a bag and the ship is sailing? 
Don't let that be the case. Step up. Good time to review. When was the last time you reviewed your giving? Jackie and I talk about this quite often. It's like, oh, it's been a while. It's been a while. Sometimes I know what it is. It's like, oh, I haven't reviewed it. I haven't thought about it. I'm not saying everyone has to give more. What I'm saying is, are you mindful? Are you thinking about what you're doing? So step up, review, maybe increase. Step out, take some risks. That's also called faith, isn't it? Faith. Take some risks. I, I'm going I'm to step out. Maybe even I'm going to go beyond. I'm going to step beyond, go beyond the normal, the, the usual. As we do that, let's see what God will do. This is a day, a time, a season, I believe, for each one of us to review. Where are we before the Lord? What's he saying to us? Have we stayed long enough on the mountain? What's your mountain where you've pitched your tent? Where's the place that you've said, oh, it's comfy here? There's lots of areas. I mentioned just, just now about the video editing the other Sunday. I think John's great to have John here. He's been here th three days this week. I mean, that's, that's brilliant, John. The other day, John was doing the camera, the PA, and the video, the, the, the words on the screen. That's not right, is it, brothers and sisters? <laughs> so, and Kay, there she is at the back every single Sunday, Kay welcomes. And I know she loves it and loves doing it, but wouldn't it be great if there was a rotated team to do that? Which she can carry on doing it every week if she wants, but wouldn't it be good? Drop in other things. The children's work out there. It's thrilling to hear that some of, one or two of our young people are talking about getting involved and starting to lead the children's work. Isn't that wonderful? They're going to, be, they're going to help in that. There are other areas. There are ways to step in, to participate. Just close your eyes for a minute. Are you standing in the field of usualness? We've done this before, Ness. We, we know how this works, Ness. <laughs> Looking over the hedge, peering through the hedge at this field of so much more. Are there steps to be taken? Just in the prayer meeting, even this morning, Mike said he just felt, I just feel God is opening the gate even wider. There's an invitation to step in. Step in. It will mean many different things for different ones of us. <clears throat> what is the Holy Spirit saying to you? What's holding you back? There's an invitation from the Lord to be all that he's called you to be. Are there things you need to lay down before him? to be released, to move on. But also, are there gifts, are there resources, are there things that you have that you're holding on to, that the Lord has given you, that you might give them away, that you might bless and build and strengthen and encourage? I tell you, my, my experience of my Christian walk and for Jackie and I is that every time we take the risk. Every time we step out, every time we give away, every time we, we move again, whatever it is, the Lord blesses. The Lord comes in. The Lord surprises us in ways that we never would have known until we took that step, until we gave that away, until we put our head above the parapet. But it's a step that we're called to keep doing. We don't get to a point and then say, well, I'm going to rest now. I'm going to sit. Yes, our roles change. Our bodies are not able to do, perhaps, some of the things physically that we've done in the past. But our spirits are on the move. Continuously on the move, moving forward. In fact, I just feel to say, if we're not moving forward, we're actually going backwards. We're actually going backwards. It's an invitation today. What's the Holy Spirit saying? 
stayed long enough. Time to break camp, to advance. Attitudes to be checked and reviewed. Gifts, finances, actions, offerings of self to be reviewed and restored and given away. I want to urge you, brothers and sisters, in prayer and by the Spirit, don't settle. Don't settle. The word of the Lord will come. Break camp. Jesus said, no, there are more towns, there are more villages, there are more nations. Don't settle. Be willing to step in. To step up. To step out. To step beyond. Don't miss the purposes of God. Don't miss the the voyages he wants to take you on. Well, Father, I just pray, I recognise there's much challenge here, much to think about. Father, we, I just want to pray your blessing on my dear brothers and sisters here as, as, they, as they're open here and they're prepared. I pray that what is of me would just fall away, but what is of you would would come and rest in our hearts and minds. And would you give us hearts to respond, feet to respond. Father, we, we want to lift uh, dear Simon, Hannah, Faith and Miles to you as we, as we make this public announcement. We pray your blessing upon them. We pray for Simon as he meets with those other leaders today. We pray, give them a creative and fruitful time as they prepare to, to reach another generation for your kingdom. Pray for them this week as they, as, they, as they walk forward as a family. May they know your peace. May they know your protection. Help us to be a blessing to them. Lord, I pray, help us not to bombard Hannah today, um, but Lord, I pray uh, to bless her today. Encourage her. Thank you, Father, for this worship. Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing. We thank you. You said, I will build my church. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for that promise. I will build my church. The gates of hell will not stand against it. And the incredible, glorious truth is you've called us to build with you, to go with you. So we pray, help us to respond in Jesus' name. Amen.